It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Sam Hubbard may be a game-time decision as we gear up for what people are calling the game of the year in Cincinnati. You are Locked On Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We're getting ready for Monday night football, which means instead of a recap, this will be a game preview in the time slot where our game recaps normally go. I'm Jake Lisko. He's James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Today's episode brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. And if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, this is a game for you. Right now, you can get a 100% free boost to your franchise using promo code LOCKEDON in all caps. You can find the game in the game store or at ultimate-gm.com. James, we're going to start today with the Sam Hubbard news, which is really speculative. He Whoa. spoke with the media Jake, a couple of days ago. We got breaking news. Oh. It's 2023. Happy New Year, Locked on Bengals listeners. I appreciate you you tuning in. The, the first episode of the new year, Jake. It's wild. It do, you, do you feel different? No. Do you? Me neither. I'm pretty excited, though, because of of, of Monday Night Football being the, the first. Honestly, it's going to be one of the best games of, of 2023, I have a feeling. And 2023 just started. But it's, uh, it's huge. Big time. Big, big instant classic potential here. And there have been some really good games on Monday Night Football lately. And by lately, I mean in the last like year. Not lately as in the last few weeks necessarily, but there have been some really good games in this time slot. People are really hyping this one up, uh, but good point. It is a new year. I'll take this opportunity to thank our listeners for the ride we went on last year. James, I tweeted this in the wee hours of Ooh. New Year's Eve morning, but uh, Locked On Bengals had a pretty good year, I would say, James, and yep. that is largely due to you the listener at home, over 8,000 new YouTube subscribers in the calendar year 2022. Way, way into six digits of unique listeners. And that's remarkable to me how many different people are listening to us talk about the Bengals. Very, very nearly. It was really close. Almost got to 5 million total listens across all of the platforms that were on James. And we got to cover the Super Bowl in person. Mm-hmm. pretty yeah pretty good 2022 i'd say let's do it again next year huh 
or this year? Yeah, this year. Let's roll. I hope 2023 we're talking. Well, let's just hope I, I'm hoping that you have some flight plans, say, mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of next month. Where uh, you know maybe you know pre pre Valentine's Day, Jake Lisko has to make the trip uh, down down to the states again, and this time it, it Phoenix, which uh, I will certainly be happy to do because Phoenix in February might be a bit better weather wise than Cincinnati in February. So hopefully we have to do it again. And by the way, we'll be even more ready this time, and and so we'll see. But yeah, th- shout out to all the listeners, viewers, people that uh, have have followed this podcast. And I I think 2023 is going to be even bigger and better than 2022 was, which was obviously an awesome year. Fun time to be doing this job. We'll say that. So back to where we were, where I thought we were going to start the show. Obviously I was sorely mistaken. It happens. We make mistakes. Sam Hubbard, game time decision. Was a limited participant in practice all week. And... This has the feel to me, James, of one of those coaches' decisions. We're going to keep him out for another week. We want to protect him from himself a little bit here. He's got a calf thing. It's probably not 100% yet, but Sam Hubbard really wants to play. You can go listen to the locker room interview with Sam Hubbard. I think, James, you have it over at all Bengals or uh, Cincinnati Bengals talk YouTube. And, uh, you know, he's talking about how much he hated watching the game at home and how hard it was and how much he wants to play. Sam Hubbard is a guy that, you can easily imagine, and he's he mentioned, hasn't dealt with a bunch of injury, but you can easily imagine that he would try to get out there if he was 80%, maybe, you know, 75%, 70%. But we saw him aggravate that calf injury a couple weeks ago when he had to miss a game subsequently. So wouldn't necessarily surprise me at this point either way, but the lean and they, you know, when they've been these 50-50 calls, I feel like they've surprised us. You know, Hayden Hurst, Jamar Chase, they've surprised us more often than not, but it feels like the surprises have gone in the direction of guys not playing, and that could be the case for Sam mm-hmm. this yep. week. And, and we'll see, obviously. He's, he's not been ruled out. He could certainly play. Mm-hmm. I would be mildly surprised. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because I thought Trey Hendrickson was going to be out and miss multiple games, and he came back. And I thought Hayden Hurst might play last week. And it took him another week. And so where is Sam Hubbard? Uh, I've watched him do individual drills. You don't get to stay at practice past that. So I don't know how much he did. And Saturday's practice was, it's never, is, is you know, it's normally a Friday practice. Friday practices are more of a walkthrough than anything. So mm-hmm. will he be able to go? Will they risk it? I would lean the same way. I would say it's 60-40. 60% no, 40% yay. Maybe he's limited and they put him on a snap. I just, I don't think they love doing that, especially this time of year. They played last week without him on the road. Would you love to have him? Of course, especially going up against Josh Allen. But you don't want him to re-aggravate that. And then we're talking about him not being able to go against the Ravens, not being able to go potentially in the wild card round, which is the most likely outcome is that you're playing and you're not having, you don't have a bye week. And so you have to think long-term too. So, I say probably don't. He probably doesn't play, but I also think there's a shot, and he's going to push forward just like Trey Hendrickson. And, and if he can play, good on him. Good for the Bengals and good for their Bengals defense because this is a game where you'd love to have him. The good news is is that everyone else who showed up on the injury report this week doesn't have 
uh, a status for the game, which means they're playing. Well, Collins has gone to the injured reserve. Uh, as of the time of recording this, we don't know what the corresponding moves are. It could very likely be a corner comes up because they can call up Isaiah Prince from the practice squad indefinitely from here on out. They're that close to the postseason. You have unlimited call-ups from the practice squad in the postseason. So we'll see what the corresponding move is. But Jalen Davis, Hayden Hurst, Trent Taylor, DJ Reader, all missed practice for some reason or another. DJ Reader's was personal, not injury-related. So don't worry about that one. Jalen Davis, Hayden Hurst, and Trent Taylor all went full all week. Jalen Davis with the thumb injury that caused him to miss a game. Hayden Hurst with that calf injury that he's been working back from for, for a few weeks. And Trent Taylor's been on the injury report, it feels like, for three weeks or more with a hamstring injury of his own. None of those guys have an injury status on the Bills side of things. So when we were watching this week, after Mitch Morse seemingly cleared concussion protocol, he does not have a designation for the game he's going to play. So that'll be a fun matchup that we'll talk about. DJ Reader, Mitch Morse in the middle of that defense in the trenches. Uh, but Jordan Poyer who I confused with Micah Hyde. I knew that the Bills had one safety on IR. So if you're listening last time we did an episode, I, I was confused about which safety was on IR. Jordan Poyer didn't practice at all last week with a knee injury. He only had one limited practice this week. He played anyway. I would say he's questionable. It seems like if last week was any indication, Poyer, who's a really good player in his own right at safety for the Bills, is likely to play. So that's the injury update, James. And Joe Mixon... Do you think it's bulletin board material at all? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, Joe Mixon on Saturday said what people need to know and understand is we the big dog of the AFC. That's just what it is for anything to happen. It has to go through us. Yeah, it is. It's also not necessarily wrong. They are the defending AFC champs. Right. They have won seven straight. They are the hottest team in the NFL. Yes, hotter than the Bills. They've won one more game in a row. They did beat the Chiefs again. And so, yeah, you could say that, but they're also their most likely seed is the three seed. So you could see it both ways. I don't knock Joe Mixon for having that opinion. I get it. I like the energy. Go prove it. That That's the part of it. It's one thing to say it. It's another to go prove it. And so they get a chance to go prove it on Monday night. By the way, if you beat the Bills, you are the big dogs of the AFC, regardless of seeding. Because you've beat the other two top teams. And so they have a chance to prove it. I'm not going to knock him. If they go out there and win, then he's right. And so is it bulletin board material? I, I do think it is to a degree. Also, a lot of that stuff doesn't matter once the game mm -hmm. starts anyways. It might get you fired up, but then it's football. And, and uh, you got to execute and play well and all those things that we're going to talk about. So uh, we'll see. But go prove it, Joe. I, I love the energy, though. It's fun, right? Like it's factually, you get where he's coming from. We won the AFC last year. It needs to go through us. We beat the Chiefs. We've won seven in a row. We're feeling good right now. And they have backed it up more often than not. Than not. But they also, outside of the, I still think, misinterpreted Jamar Chase, it's on site with the Browns. They haven't provided a bunch of bulletin board material this year, which is why this is, you know, a little bit noteworthy. I don't think it's a big deal either because you're right, James. These teams just have to go play football. There will be football to be played. Someone will have to make more plays. Someone will have to get a bounce of the ball. There will be matchups that we're going to talk about. There will be keys to the game we're going to talk about. So let's get into this game in a little bit more detail coming up next. I'm geeked about our new partnership with Ultimate Football GM, the mobile game that makes you the NFL GM that 
let's be honest, we've all envisioned, we've all done this, we've all talked about it. Oh, I would make this move or this move. Or we were talking about who earlier this week, Andrew Whitworth. Well, you can make all of those decisions from hiring the right coaches, coordinators, to trading players, making draft picks, navigating the franchise through free agency and the draft, the ups, the downs, everything that comes with it with Ultimate Football GM. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. I've played Ultimate Football GM. I love it. And Locked On Bengals listeners, you're going to love it too. Get a 100% free boost to your Locked On account by using the promo code Locked On, all capitals, in the game store when you create your franchise. Again, that's Locked On in all capitals. And to download the game, you just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. James, let's talk football. We've talked about the injuries. We got that stuff out of the way. You said it. I've said it this week. I I see these teams as very, very close. Mm -hmm. I think that. If you want to say one team is more talented than the other in most aspects, you're going to be arguing with a brick wall. If you try to argue with the other side, I think both teams are very talented in similar ways. I think that you can point to one edge very, very clearly to me, which is the Bengals have, I think, the better receivers. Stephon Diggs is very, very good. Gabe Davis is lightning in a bottle. Dawson Knox has been a bigger part of that offense, but outside of Stephon Diggs, I'm taking the Bengals across the board. And if it's Jamar Chase against Stephon Diggs, you can make a pretty compelling argument for Jamar Chase there. You can talk about Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and which of those guys is is better. They're both playing at an extremely high level. You can talk about the offensive lines for both sides that have both been, you know, okay, not great leaving a little bit to be desired, I think, on both sides. You could talk about the defensive lines without Von Miller with DJ Reader for the Bengals. I think that's pretty close. I think it's pretty close. You could talk about the secondaries where there's really good safeties on both sides. There's questions at corner on both sides, although Tredavious White, if he's healthy, is probably the best corner in this game. Agreed. So it's just, it's just close. Yep. Everywhere you look. It's close. And so then you look at it from a matchup perspective. And again, there's some similar things on both sides here. Both teams could get after the opposing passer a little bit in the pass rush. Both teams likely have a hard time covering these receivers for for some reason or another, these weapons for some reason or another. And so that's why every time I think about this game, 
I come back to, okay, like which way is the ball going to bounce? Who's going to make that one extra play? But clearly there, there's more to it than that. It's never that simple, James. What are you thinking about when you think about this game? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Outside of the quarterbacks, which is going to get a ton of run, and any time you turn the TV on, uh, I talk about this game nationally, that's going to be the, the focus. What did we say after last week's game? It was like, ah, oh, well, Boyd messed up, Chase fumbled, Burrow ultimately the one to blame for the the pick six um, based on what I've been told. So all of those things, right? But a lot of skill player mess ups. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, we talked about drops or potential drops, um, close catches that should have been made, could have been made, weren't made. <clears throat> That's the game. We know the Bengals at right tackle. It's going to be questionable. We know that they're going to give up some points on defense to Josh Allen. It's just going to happen. Do I expect Luana Rumo to do something there? Yeah, absolutely. But the difference is Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, Hayden Hurst, Joe Mixon, the skill guys, have to kick the Bills' ass. That's it. Dominate the game. Take it over. That's it. Now, do we expect Burrow to play great and Allen to play great? Yeah, the expectation's there. It starts there. But if Burrow plays the way he did last week outside of the pick six, these receivers have to deliver. Joe Mixon has to deliver. Tyler Boyd can't stop on his route and, and look back. No, he's got to keep going, catch that ball, and run with it because he would have. T. Higgins, do a, pretty much what you did. I mean, you were high point in the ball, and you played really, really well outside of the one play, I would say. Um, and, and then Jamar, it's going to be nice, nice enough weather. I think you, you could go out there and ball and be the best receiver on the field like you should be, including Stephon Diggs. That's what I think this game is going to come down to. Last week, it was trenches. Can you keep Burrow upright? Will they be able to do? I think they're going to be able to keep Burrow upright enough. I need to see these skill guys for the Bengals just overwhelm this this Bills secondary that is going to be shorthanded. And Tredavious White hasn't been the same guy post-coming back from his injury. And it's hard to do that at that cornerback spot. And, and so he's working through it now. Take advantage of that. Take advantage of uh, what would have been the best safety tandem, arguably, in the league for the Bills, not being 100%, and at best having one of the two guys, and obviously he's, he's dinged up to in, in Jordan Poyer. So that, to me, the more I think about it, is probably going to decide this game. Now, could a turnover do it? Yeah, but who's the turnover on? Is it because a receiver, a ball goes through a receiver's hands or he doesn't high point it right or stops on a route or all of those things? That's what I think it's going to come down to. Can you dominate at the skill spots and just overwhelm the Bills? Because the Bills haven't seen a, a skill group like the Bengals this year. And so they need to make them feel that early and often on Monday night. Most teams haven't seen a skill no doubt. group. Like the Bengals this year, unless they and this is the where Bengals. it needs to pay off, right? This is where it really needs to pay off and, and be the difference maker. Turnover is going to be a huge potential swing factor in this game. Josh Allen, and I think we talked about this, leads the NFL with 29 turnover worthy plays, according to PFF this year. He has 13 interceptions, 29 turnover worthy plays, 15 interceptions. I know there's some fumbles that go into the mix as well, but Josh Allen's going to give you a chance. And, and we've talked about this a number of times, I think, in the last year of Locked on Bengals podcast. And we talked about it in the Super Bowl last year with Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford did give the Bengals some chances. More likely than not, Josh Allen's going to give you a chance at a takeaway. 
In his last five games, he went two turnover-worthy plays, three, zero, two, three. So most of the time this year, he's given you a couple chances at a takeaway. Can you come down with those? Can you punish those? And I will say this Bengals defense, and I'm not going to get into too much detail, but you better believe they are aware that they're going to get some shots mm-hmm. at, at, at catching that interception, making a game-changing play because Josh Allen trusts his arm to a t- Like he thinks he can fit it in there. He's going to take some chances. He's going to try to make a big play. And there's going to be a couple of opportunities for that big play to, to flip in the Bengals to make a, an interception or a game-changing play. And they have to take those chances, right? Because the Bills are too good if you don't. They will punish you if you don't. They're really well coached. Josh Allen, despite those turnovers I talked about, is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He will make you pay if you get undisciplined in your rush lanes. He will make you pay if you miss a tackle. He will get out there and outrun you in the open field. He will sling it all over the field. You need to defend every blade of grass. So this isn't to take anything away from Josh Allen. Right. Just to be abundantly clear about. No, not at all. No. When those chances present themselves, think back to the AFC championship game where eventually they get that takeaway in overtime. Right. I watched this last Mm -hmm. night. I was watching. I was watching the the final drives, overtime drive of, of Patrick Mahomes before the before the interception. Eli Apple drops. So should have been a pick six to play before that. Right. The Bengals get a huge play on the very next play to get the takeaway. And Patrick Mahomes is out of sorts in that game in the first place in the second half. Now, if they can do that again to, to Josh Allen and the Bills, great. Then, then you have them on your heels. On their heels, you have them where you want them on defense. But you can't do that. You need to capitalize on the turnover opportunities when they present themselves. There are also some individual matchups, I think, that are really good in this game. We've talked about the, the corners, I think, on both sides are going to have a hard time with what the opposing offenses throw at them, but really good defensive coordinators in this game too. Leslie Frazier for the Bills and Sean McDermott running a really good defense. Former Bengals DC, Leslie Frazier. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and Lou Anarumo, of course, we, we sing his praises constantly on this podcast at this point. So some really interesting matchups, I think, for the defenses. And we'll get into some of those matchups. In addition to your game prediction, James, it's that time to finish the show coming up next. Man, oh man, is it time. New Year, same me with Built Bars, the number one protein bar on the planet. You're, a lot of you might be new or you might not have heard me talk about Built Bars or maybe you've never heard of a Built Bar. What the heck is a Built Bar? Well, it is a protein bar that is high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar. You don't want all of the, the fat, all of the calories. New Year, new you, you're trying to eat a little better. Well, you got to try a Built Bar. And what makes Built Bars so good? Well, that chocolate I mentioned, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. High protein, low sugar, low calories, and real chocolate. How do they do it? I, I don't even know how they do it, but I know it tastes amazing. And they co- come in so many different flavors, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, churro. There are so many flavors. Mint brownie. You got to check them out right now. And you can pick up a box today. You could head to your nearest Walmart. Sam's Club, yes, you can pick up Built Bars now in-store, or you can pick up Built Bars at Built.com, Built.com, or go to Walmart, Sam's Club, and get yours today. The number one protein bar on the planet, ring in the new year with Built Bar. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Mmm, I'm hungry. The Bengals on You won't be once you eat that Bilt Bar. You'll be flexing on them. Jake Lisko flexing on them once once he eats that Bilt Bar in 2023. That's something that, that I do all the time. Is just flexing right. people's faces. That's right. Unironically, just it just makes you feel good about myself. That's right. Anyway, uh, the Bengals on offense this week face a defense that I think leads the NFL in two high safety looks. They they play. I think as of at least a month ago, they were playing the most cover two in the NFL. They were among the league leaders in two man in the NFL, which nobody really runs. The Saints do. Uh, the Bengals saw that with the Saints earlier this year. The Bills run a lot of two man. So going to be a lot of split safety stuff. But here's the thing about that. The Robert Mays stat that we mentioned earlier this week. Joe Burrow's killing cover two since those first few weeks of the season. Since then, I think he's second in EPA per play, second in success rate, all these things. He's, and Brian Callahan said it earlier this week, he wants to go out there and big game hunt every week. He wants to go out there and be the offense that they were last year and just get the kill shots over and over to Jamar Chase on vertical balls and T Higgins dunking on people and Tyler Boyd in the seam. But he's learned that if they're going to sit too high all game, you can matriculate the ball down the field and then you just score. And they've been so good in these situations, taking what's there, the running backs getting involved. Can they continue that this week? Yep. This is a team with really good linebackers. In the Bills, we talk about the Bengals linebackers, Matt Milano and Terrell Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds. Sorry, Tremaine. Uh, yeah, the better of the two. Yeah, the the good Edmonds brother, brother. They're brothers, right? I think they're brothers. Anyway, um, those guys are really good, really athletic, good linebackers. So how how do they match up with the checkdown game? Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Bengals have seen linebackers quite at this level yet. This year, Levante David, I guess, would be in that conversation. So, yeah, how, how I think the Bengals, he's the best of the three, Levante. Yeah. But the, well, these two guys Matt are great. Milano's, at this point in their careers, uh, that, that's a conversation. Anyway, the point is, you know the you know the problem with these dudes though, even though they're really talented, they that? tackle about as well as you do without built bars. Well, is it those guys or is it the rest of the Bills? The entire team. And, yeah. and Matt Milano's in there. He's missed some tackles this year. And, and, so, and capitalizing on that with Jamar Chase. So where I was going with this is oh, Jamar Chase game to me. Like there's an opportunity funny. here to get Jamar Chase the ball with an opportunity for run after catch. And if, if yep. it's not the running back checkdowns, maybe it's quick stuff to Jamar, quick stuff to T, and, and letting these big bodied or incredibly difficult to tackle or both wide receivers go to work underneath after the catch and and those opportunities should be there with how much the bills are playing cover to this this game that's and that's where it goes back to the skill players winning right what did jamar chase do against the chiefs last year in week 17 he took over 
and it was just mm-hmm. made all the difference. That's what I'm saying by that. Like you need your guys to to win, and if if those skill guys are winning, I think everything else is going to be fine. I think it can hide the offensive line enough, even if Prince isn't what the Bengals are hoping he is, and it, there's a clear drop off. Maybe there won't be in the past, you know, pass protection. I don't know, but if Jamar can do that after the catch, get the yak. Joe Mixon talking about getting a thousand yards. He needs over two hundred plus rushing yards. I I don't know if the Bengals are going to run it enough for him to to do that. Certainly not this week, and and maybe they do, but I agree with you. I think that the the missed tackles that this Bills defense has had issues with all year tackling, tackling, tackling. It's such a factor in this game because if it isn't a turnover, what if these two teams play clean ball? Well, then who's going to have the missed tackle on third and eighteen? When it's a, a quick quick hitch to, to Jamar Chase or a comeback to Jamar Chase for eight yards and he makes a man miss. He was hard to tackle last week. Heck, the the fumble play with Judon, if he just holds on to that ball, mm-hmm. I think it goes for it's at a least while. first down, right? Yeah. I think it might go for a while. And that's the Jamar you need this week. And who knows? Maybe there's gonna be a wrinkle where they they don't I assume they will play a ton of cover too, but Maybe you get them out of it. They miss some tackles, and then you can try them over the top a few times. You never know. Well, the, the thing about like all these two high looks, especially if they play two man, like you, you go two man and you hit Jamar on a slant, and, and he wins clean, and he gets the ball in stride, and he gets to run. Like you can split the safeties there, hypothetically. And obviously, there's there's a lot more to that. But with his explosion and his ability to just make angles look ridiculous and outrun guys, like the the out against Kansas City, you know, you, you can hit those and those can become big plays. And it's not just, you know, smoke stuff. It's not just uh, access RPO stuff. It, it can be a number of ways for, for Jamar Chase to hurt you. So if Jamar Chase shows up, and we, we haven't seen a, an explosive, I mean, he's very good, but we haven't seen that 200-yard game, which sounds ridiculous to say, but like is somewhat yeah. commonplace for Jamar in a while. Yeah. Yep. Yet this year? Is that he hasn't done it at all this year? No, not 200. Okay. Well, there you go. There's an opportunity. Matt Milano, by the way, is one of the Bills' leading culprits in missed tackles. Jermaine Edmonds is not. He's He's got one of their higher Milano, tackling grades, at least. I, but I was surprised that he had so many missed, missed tackles. Mm-hmm. I was because he's a really good player. You're right. Uh, real quick, Jamar Chase's season high. 132 yards against the Saints makes sense. Has topped the 100 yard mark four times. Obviously missed four games as well. Also had a 97 yard game, but no 200 yard games. So you could say he's due. You could. I mean, teams are doing a lot to take that away, but you could. You could certainly say he's due. Now, when the the Bills have the ball, we've talked about a lot of these these things this week. Josh Allen getting him uncomfortable speeding his process up and sometimes that elbow shows up sometimes the elbow is is affecting him and sometimes he's throwing insane crazy throws he has that that elbow injury that he's been dealing with all year but can they blitz effectively likely yes Lou Anarumo when he's chosen to dial up a blitz this year has generally been very effective in doing so can they contain Josh Allen in the four-man pass rush and make sure that he's not escaping the pocket something they've done Something they did incredibly well against the Chiefs, by the way, mm-hmm. was a huge, huge aspect in limiting Mahomes in that game was they contained him in the pocket. And these guys can play from within the pocket, but they're so dangerous when they can extend plays. 
think of the uh, the play that didn't count for the illegal downfield against the Chiefs for Patrick Mahomes. I think it's like third and 20-something. And he rolls left and has all the time in the world because it's a three-man rush and they don't contain him. And he eventually is able to find, I think it was Travis Kelsey uncovered. Didn't count. But that's the kind of quarterbacks these guys are. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. So the, the, the contain in the rush plan, I think going to be huge, going to be really important as well. And then, you know, the, 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 the drop eight stuff, which has become a bit of a signature for this team. Show, showing zero, dropping eight out of those zero looks, sometimes bringing zero out of those zero looks, bringing the, the zero pressures to all-out blitzes, keeping yep. the, the Bills offense and Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey on their heels a little bit. Yep. That's uh, going to be such a fun chess match in this game. They're going to – I definitely I, – I would guarantee it. They're going to do some drop eight. They're also going to have – you know, I, and I posted this last week, you know the one double eighty-five – a stork clip with Chad Johnson and uh, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like before the game, he's like, oh, we're doubling you. You ain't going to come spike the ball in our house. That's the treatment that the Bengals are going to give Stephon Diggs. They're, they think? plan on doubling him. Yeah, they plan on doubling him. That's a doubling him a lot. Yeah. And so I, I think that part is interesting. is cause, Because they haven't faced a guy like Diggs. Like since Awuzie went down. Yeah. And – so that's the wrinkle is we may see some different different stuff from Lou to take Diggs away. I don't think Gabe Davis scares them like I that. Think he I should. Think Isaiah McKenzie. I think he's a big body. I should he scare them? I mean, Kendrick Bourne almost beat them last week. I think that they need a plan for Gabe Davis. I'm sure they have one, but yeah, but so that's why you double team Diggs, because if Kendrick Bourne almost beats you. You're not going to single up digs. I'm just saying, from a vertical perspective, Gabe Davis can get behind you and really challenge you vertically. And if you're dedicating, and, and I'm not saying it's wrong to double digs, I think you're going to see a lot of cloud, a lot of bracket, and and trying to keep the ball in front, like the Bills will do to the Bengals. But uh, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I of the two, they're obviously way more scared of of digs. Oh, I, I think that make makes sense. But that's sure. how Gabe Davis gets you. No doubt. Yeah, and 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 so that's the the. the the Bengals' defense is going to give up points this week. You hope they can force a turnover or two and force a couple punts. I just – right? And you just – you need this offense to show up. That's – it's not going to be a, a 13-10 to 10 game. Spoiler. Right? And and so that's that's where it is. Now, may, may watch it. Watch there be 18 punts in the game between the that'd two be, teams. That would be insane. It's not happening. Even, even Burrow this week, he's like, you know going into this game you're not going to have many possessions even as good as our defense is. It's just going to be long drives. And I expect that. I expect a lot of long drives. But maybe there'll be a few quick ones with Jamar Chase breaking some tackles. Yeah, and, and it's not only – and we need to get to your prediction. Really quick, just want to not entirely neglect the run game on either side here. If the Bengals can get the run game going this week, great. That is massive because the Bills are a pretty good defense. doesn't really feel like that's going to happen. We'll see seems like they really want to run the offense through the passing game right now, and I think that's good. There are a lot of RPOs in the Bengals' offense right now. I think that's good. Joe Burrow is pulling those down and throwing them a lot of the time. I think that's also fine. The opportunities are there to run, great. If you can bust one or two off with Joe Mixon, great. When you're defending the run with the Bills, especially if you're dedicating those extra resources to the pass game, they've been doing a lot of kind of tricky, schemed-up stuff lately. And if you listen to some of the people that have grinded more Bills tape than I have, you'll hear them talk about it. A lot of same side power, a lot of draw stuff, and Josh Allen, the runner. Obviously, these things are important to contain. 
the the DJ Reader matchup in this game is a lot of fun. BJ Hill is playing really well lately. And Joseph Osai Cam Sample, I think both were pretty disruptive last week. That is the easier matchup. The Deion Dawkins matchup on the left side for Trey Hendrickson, who may still be limited, who's not on the practice report this week, but is still dealing with the wrist. That that's not the matchup you're gonna win as often as the other side of things. Spencer yep. Brown, I think, starting at right tackle for the Buffalo Bills. So there, there's your opportunity in the pass rush. I think Roger Saffold as well, a little bit at left guard. And DJ Reader and Mitch Morris, fun matchup in the middle. So some some fun things, I think, in the running game as well. But it's, it's I have a hard time imagining this a point of emphasis. Both teams might get some because I think both teams are going to be way more worried about the pass the way the Chiefs were able to run a little bit on the Bengals. But, you know, DJ Reader obviously can cover a lot of that up. That said... We're, we're deep in this show, James. Where are you going for your prediction? Well, I feel pretty much like I felt earlier this week, and not much has changed. Part of that is both of these teams are elite, and you're talking about, at worst, two of the three best teams in the AFC might be the two best teams in the AFC, two elite quarterbacks, um, two teams that – I mean, this could be an AFC championship preview. Let's be honest. And so I, I didn't really go back and forth on it. I do think it's a borderline coin flip, but the Bengals are at home. The Bengals have a ton of confidence, and I think they make one more play. Could it go the other way? Absolutely. But I, I think Evan McPherson has a nice day. Joe Burrow has a nice day. Jamar Chase, I'll say tops the 150-yard mark for the first mm, time this season. Spicy. Might not go 200, but that's a lot. 200's a lot, but 150. Stefan Diggs probably still has eight catches and, and goes off some. Um, or or Gabe Davis and, and, and Jake List goes, well, you never know. Maybe it's the, the Gabe Davis game. Regardless, it's going to be the Bengals game in the end. 30 to 27, a close one. Heck, Bet Online has this game as a pick em as we record this still. It's tough. It's tough to predict, but. Uh, Little do we know, depending on the outcome of Sunday night's game, this could be for the AFC North, and I think the Bengals find a way to get it done. Yeah. Should be fun. I'm excited for this game, just as excited as I was for the Chiefs game. Just should be really good football games. The the one really fun trend that is probably meaningless but is going to be fun to to think about in retrospect for anybody who remembers to do so, the Bills this year are 6-8-1 against the spread. And part of that is because they've been favored by more than 10 points or 10 or more points, like five times this year, maybe four times this year. One, two, three, four, five, four times, nine and a half once. Um, the Bengals are 12 and three against the spread. So one of these teams seems to be constantly getting a bit underrated by the sports books. And one of these teams seems to constantly be underperforming the spread a little bit. Yeah, according to the sports books. Now, this might be entirely meaningless. Obviously, the Bengals, two of their losses this year were when they were seven-point favorites. Since then, they've only lost one of the one game against the spread since week two. That that makes them twelve and twelve and one against the spread since week two. And if you're telling me the spreads of Pickham at Bet Online, well, that trend might mean nothing, or we might think back on this and. Reflect, reflect fondly on Monday night, Tuesday next week. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Welcome to 2023. We'll be back late 
Monday night with your game recap as the Bengals face the Bills in Cincinnati in week 17, potentially for the AFC North. Until then, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.